This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badasses. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. Welcome back. I'm here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. Hey, what's up, badasses? And today we're being joined by the one and only Leslie Munson. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Leslie. Oh my gosh, Leslie. Welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, if everybody that would listen or that's listening today would do us a huge favor. And make sure that you're following at the Badass Ladies Club on TikTok, Instagram. on Instagram. Oh, and TikTok. And on TikTok, because yes. you got to make sure that you're following Leslie's TikTok too. And you guys are going to see us like all intertwined. And we're going to talk about her social media yes. presence a little bit later. But make sure that you're following us on TikTok, because this is going to be fun um, to talk about everything today. And I want to make sure you don't miss any of the good stuff that's coming from Beauty For Real and the Badass Ladies Club also, we love five-star reviews. Make sure that you're sharing these episodes with people that you think they will inspire or support. And let's talk about Leslie Munsell for a minute. Okay? Hey, like, yes. Guys, let's I'm a little that. bit geeking out um, fangirl style because Leslie was like the woman at Aveda Makeup when I started in my 20s. And I remember seeing her campaigns on the images that we used in the salons. I remember doing makeup applications that she designed on my clients when I first started doing makeup and just being so starstruck by how real her makeup was, you know, like that it didn't matter who I put it on or what age they were, what skin tone they had, that it looked so great on everybody. And it was something that made such a huge impression on me. I'm so excited that you're here, lady. Thank you for yes, doing this. And I'm so excited to share beauty for real with the world today. You know what? I appreciate that so much, Lori, because, you know, you, you kind of forget it. I forget about those days some and how much fun that was and how many great people that I met um, throughout those days. And it's really wonderful. I guess social media is a big part of it that we've all kind of reconnected. Yeah. Um, and had the opportunity to, to see people that I like, we probably have known each other for 30 years. Uh, yes. It's been almost that long. Wow. Um, and it's weird that I sometimes tell people, I don't even think I'm old enough to have known somebody for that long, but it's true. Like, wow. um, so yes, I, Leslie and I like go way back, but then like all of these years happen in between where now, um, beauty for real is your makeup line and your makeup brand. And I remember, when I first got a look at Beauty For Real, I think it was Lisa Van that showed mm -hmm. it to me the first time. And it was so beautifully packaged. It was like classy and clean. And when I say it's like mission aligned, it was like mission aligned with Laurie, you know, in a really strong way. Um, and now I have all these daily staples like the HD mascara and I love the cheek tints with the highlighters on the other side. I super love the MVP tinted moisture, you know, with the concealer in the cap. Like there's just so many good products that are things that I don't just like talk about, but like I actually use on yes. the daily. Um, the HD mascara every day for me. I love the lip scrub. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I've used the liquid liner, the um, like gel 
pencil kind of liners, yes. you know, because I'm a, I'm an eyeliner girl. My we cat like makeup eyes, my daily, <laughs> my daily look, but, um, yes, Leslie, there are beautiful products and I'm such a fan in my makeup bag every day. So I want to talk a little bit about the process of you creating beauty for real, because there's so much goodness in like, there's, there's no shortage of makeup lines out there. You know, the world doesn't need another makeup line. What made you want to create beauty for real? Well, you know, back in the day when you and I knew it, one another, um, I was working mostly with Aveda doing a lot of product with development with the marketing team and the product development team. And then we'd go out and create new product, new collections, and then we'd shoot it um, and then go out into the marketplace and present it to the, to, to the salons and the, you know, those big shows, little shows, all kinds of different shows. And uh, I sort of had this maybe misconception about, oh, how hard can it be? I think I can do my own product. <Yeah>. That was a bit of an, an eye-opening experience, but it, you know what? It's been a really, really amazing and great education, a super opportunity. I'm not going to say it's been easy. It's not. Um, it's been really hard, but it's very also super gratifying. So I don't think I would change it if I had the, had the option to do so. And now, you know, we're getting stronger and stronger and we're just going forward. So, um, but really kind of what inspired me along the way was when I started doing it, which is now about 11 years ago, I was working a lot as a freelance makeup artist out in the world. I lived in Miami. I had an agent and I was kind of traveling around working lots with people who were involved in performance of some sort. So it was, you know, athletes like Venus and Serena and women who are on the WNBA or professional golfers. Um, and then also like singers, Mariah Carey and Shakira and, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and then a lot of men who were athletes as well. So performance really became a big thing because, you know, when you're doing things like that, there's not a lot of time for a touch up, right? I mean, it's yeah. got to be on and it's got to look great and it's got to last for the duration of however long it needs to last. So I started to develop products with that in mind. Um, like, you know, for example, I remember when we, when we developed high def mascara, I was getting, you know, samples from the lab and I had to try them. And I was doing this commercial with Venus where she, um, I can't remember. It was like for some kind of like tied laundry detergent or something weird, random like that, where she had to hit the ball over and over again. And, and water was supposed to be like, you know, I guess it was supposed to be sweat was like flying off okay. <laughs> each time she'd hit the ball, you know, and it's like, okay, take 100, right? <laughs> so I'm spraying her with water between each take so that there'd be this, you know, explosion of sweat. And I'm like, oh shit, this mascara has <laughs> better like perform because there are a hundred people here waiting, you know, to get this right. And if it doesn't, I'm so like, it would be really bad, <laughs> but it did. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it won the, you know, the water resistant. It won that, um, that department. And then of course, as you guys know, it's volumizing. It's lengthy. Oh my God. It's great. Yes. Tiny little amazing brush. So I guess, you know, performance was really key. And then with the Aveda background that I had where everything was really very ingredient driven, um, I wanted it to be as clean as we can possibly make it. 
and to take out any harmful ingredients, you know, potentially harmful ingredients uh, out of the product as much as possible while maintaining the performance. So, you know, I guess for me, performance was the first thing. Ingredients were the second thing. And then, of course, animal cruelty was, you know, is a constant. Right, and of course. It's pretty easy to achieve. And, and honestly, it's, you know, a lot easier to achieve now in the ingredient um, department than it was in the beginning, too, because as we're, as we're going, you know, through this 11-year process now, each time we, not each time, but as many times as we can work on reformulating, like eliminating anything that, you know, we never had parabens. We didn't have a lot of, you know, things that were not great from the very beginning. But now it's like, make sure that we're eliminating every kind of, you know, mineral uh, oil kind of thing or any petrolatum from the product, anything, you know, that is even borderline, if you can, and still maintain the, the performance that we're working on that too. So those are the kind of things in terms of product and ingredient wise. And then, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm kind of a simplistic, like I like simplicity and I like ease of use and I like, you know, to save time. And I feel like as women, for the most part, we're really time starved. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything you could have more of, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but if there's anything that I could have more of, it would be time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's the only thing that's really, you know, finite, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, what can we do to help women you know, make their lives a little bit easier by making the products that they buy easy to use. When they put it on, it's going to stay on all day. Um, have things that are two for one purpose, like, you know, our highlighter and blush are in one yeah, stick. Love it. Tinted moisturizer and concealer in one product. You know, so that it just, you can, you can put it on, you can feel confident that it's going to make you look great. You're your skin's going to look vibrant. Your eyes are going to be bright. Your lips are full and rosy. That's the things that we really want. Because women really, all we want is to look pretty, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and so that's what, I love that your pretty. makeup makes women look like the best version of themselves. Yeah. You know, like that it, it's so enhancing because yeah. you don't look like somebody else. You still look like you. You just look like this. It's like a real life makeup filter versus a digital filter, you know, like it just makes yeah. everything pop. It's yeah. brilliant. You know what, Lori, when you say that, Lori, it reminds me that, you know, my sort of back of my mantra has always been that I don't, when I put makeup on someone or I I sell makeup to someone and they use it themselves, I don't want them to get a a compliment that says, oh, your, your makeup looks great. I want them to get a compliment that, that says that you look great. Oh, wow. You look great. Yeah. So good. It's a big difference. Yeah. It's a difference. And, and to have the confidence that you know that you do look great, right? Yeah, That's what right. makeup really should be all about. Uh, I want to know, like, the design behind the mascara brush. Like, yes. walk me through that process and, like, how you, like... Because it's different than it, other mascara ones, I but it's brilliant. I try to explain it to people, and they're like, what? I've even given it to some people, and they've looked at it, and they've been like, mm-mm, like, I don't think I'm going to like it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just stop use it and talk to me later, you know? And like a week later, where did you get that mascara? Like, I'm going to need some more of that. I'm telling you. So yeah, let's talk about the brush. You know what? That is so funny that you said that because, you know, we did the, I'm going to show, I'm going to show the brush because I have one right now. Um, When we did this, 
we did it with Ipsy at one point. You know, Ipsy's the mm. biggest yeah, subscription right. box company in the world, and and they did a they did a uh, thing with this mascara. So a lot of the reviews came in, and people would say like, "Well, I wasn't even going to use this when I got it in my kit, but then I used it. Oh my god, it's like magic!" Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. So here I'll show you. So yeah. it's if you guys can see it. Is that yeah. you can see it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a very small brush. And the idea behind it is that when it's this small, it allows you to get really close to the base of the lash line. So you can get really like right in there. Uh-huh. And you can get into the corners because that's what gives your eye the width. You know, you want to make your eye as wide as you can. Mm-hmm. So you want to get all those little corner hairs on the in the side and the outside. You want to get to the base because that's going to give you the lash, the, the definition of your lash line. And then it is hollow inside. So if you were to rinse all of the product off from it, you would see that there's like a little hollow chamber inside, which holds a ton of product. Yeah. So it goes on really fast. You know, you don't have to go back and forth pumping. Like you can uh, really do both eyes with just one. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. So that was is the idea out of it because you know I think there's this whole marketing sort of gimmick, if you will, that that they've sold us, which is that the bigger the brush, the bigger the mm-hmm. lash. Yeah, yeah, no. Totally. But it kind of just makes it where you're putting your mascara on with a hairbrush and it ends up all over the place. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. You can't control it. I know. Yeah. Like on times where like if I don't have the timing down with like ordering my beauty for real online, I do have, I'm not going to call out names, but like drugstore brands that I'm oh like, my gosh, no. okay, you know, this'll do till my beauty for real comes in. And I'm like, trash, it's all trash. Um, I, I don't like it. No, I have clients that call me in desperation. It's why I order yes. so many at the same time I because know. I need to have it on hand. So when people call me like in breakdown status about it, I and can, guys, like, throw them a if mascara. you order multiple at one time, you, you get do a get a deal. Yeah. So um, we love the mascara. <laughs> I want to speak to this idea about just like innovation, right? And that you're one of my favorite things about beauty for real as a like cohesive collection is that every product in it is a high performing product and that you don't make products that aren't amazing. And that I've bought a couple of like kits, like seasonal kits where I got like a whole bunch of eyeliners and all these cool colors and stuff. And when I got it, I was like, yeah, I might use some of them, but like I use every single one of them, every product I get from beauty for real. I'm like, I love it. And it's mine. So I want to talk about like the performance of these products. You don't, it's not like a brand that has a million SKUs, but every SKU is high impact and that you want, you really have this focus on like, if we're not going to make it and make it the absolute best mascara on the market, then let's not do it at all. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I know that women are really overwhelmed and bombarded with, you know, you go into any store, whether you go to Walgreens or Target or Sephora, Ulta, Neiman Marcus, you know, wherever. And even online is even more complicated. Yes. (laughs) So much product out there. So really my goal is that you know, like you guys are perfect examples of who our perfect customer is. You're very savvy about beauty. You know, you work in beauty. Mm-hmm. You are professional women. You're busy. You live a full life. You've got a lot of things going on. Um, 
and you're exposed to everything. But what I think is important is that you can, you feel like anything that you need, any product that you, you know, that you see from us, you're going to feel confident that it's going to work for you, that you're going to like it, that it's not like a waste of, you know, your dollar. Cause I don't want to, I don't want anyone to spend their money. It's funny. Cause I, you know, I just did this pop-up thing recently, which we can talk about, but you know, I, I always ask women, I'm like, okay, they come up, they come up and they say, okay, I want to, you know, buy this bunch of stuff. Tell me what you've got. And I'm like, okay, how much time do you want to spend doing your makeup mm-hmm. realistically? And then I go through a whole routine with them and I'm, when I'm selling them products, I'm, I'm making sure that they'll actually use it. Right. It's like, we have the best lip pencil in the world. Oh my God. It's I, amazing. You know, it's amazing. Right. Yeah. I think it works with every color, yes. waterproof, the texture is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if they're not going to wear it, I'm not going to sell it to them because, right. you know, everyone, I know we're all trying to look really great and, but how much money are you going to want to spend and how much time are you really going to spend? So let's make it realistic. Mm-hmm. And there's so much product in the world that I want everyone who tries our product and buys our product to feel super confident that they're getting the best in each category. Like we did, you know, I don't know if you saw this, Laura, you will see it. But we did an eyeshadow palette, which is this one right here. Obsessed oh, with it. Obsessed. Um, I mean, it's got it everything looks, you need. It's kind of, it looks a little scary because you see that blue color. You're like, ah, <laughs> that? you guys. I mean, it. I run to it. Yeah. <laughs> but I show this girl at Girls at the Horse Barn and they're like, are you crazy? But you know what? It's actually really, really wearable. Yeah. And the texture of this eyeshadow is we put mango butter in it. Mm. It's got like a creamy base. It's got vitamin E in it. And when you compare this, I'm going to say to any eyeshadow out on the market, it's superior. It's better. It holds better. It gives better payoff. It doesn't have fallout. It, the texture is, is brilliant. So to me, it's like, why would I release another eyeshadow palette when uh-huh. there are 5 million of them out there if it's not better? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And it builds so much brand loyalty with the people. Yeah. That are, you know what to expect from beauty for real. I said yeah. earlier, I feel like it's something that we could give to our 21 year old assistant, but I could also give it to my mom, you know, yeah. like that it is so comprehensive and inclusive of all ages of beauty and all skin tones and types of beauty, even the campaigns on the website and the marketing and the advertising, like you see textures of skin, you see Mm -hmm. hyperpigmentation, you see beautiful age, you know, like it's just really inspiring to have a brand that is so inclusive, not just of like skin, but also of age. And, you know, we were talking about our ages before, like I'm 43. So I'm like old enough where I really am, appreciating seeing a beautiful 60 65 70 year old woman well, in yeah, marketing like, you know like it's awesome right now and that video that plays i mean right? they literally have every age range and like discoloration of skin yes. and you know it's so not important. a filtered look at all yeah i think that it's important for us i mean i'm 62 now right yeah. so you know, I, when I originally started this, let's say I was 50, I was really formulating the products kind of for myself and my friends. And, you know, then I was also working with a lot of models. So I had a lot of younger girls who were 20, you know, but I think that right now there's a little bit of a movement, which I'm so happy to see 
towards not so much in makeup, but in skin, you see it and in hair, you see it a little bit where they're, they're using more mature models. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think it's really fantastic. And I think we're starting to maybe see it a little bit in makeup as well, but mm-hmm. we're a huge audience. Yeah. You know? and, and I think the days of beauty campaigns being only inspirational, let's say, or aspirational, uh-huh. you know, you guys are too young, but like, I remember when I was in my teens and twenties, Karen Graham was the Estee Lauder model. And she was like the most regal, beautiful, incredibly perfect looking waspy woman you've ever seen, right? <laughs> nice. And they would take, they'd take her out to the Hamptons or somewhere and put her on this big, gorgeous balcony of this huge mansion with flowers and everything all over it, like super gorgeous. And that was what the beauty campaign was. And it, it was so aspirational. It's like, oh my God, I want to, I want to be Karen Graham, you know? And then it went from her to, I guess it was maybe Paulina Porsclova was oh, next. God, she was, yeah, and, beautiful. You know, all these girls, but I think it's changed. I think it's, it's and, changing. And I'm happy to see that, it, that it, you know, it's really, we want to represent, we want to see people who potentially could look like ourselves mm-hmm. and how they wear makeup and how they look and that they're beautiful too, that we can, everyone can be beautiful. And, and then there's the, you know, there's obviously the ethnic thing. Thank God has finally opened yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And you know this, the gender thing has opened up somewhat, yeah. but I still think there's a little bit of a stigma towards age. I mean, you don't really see, unless it's a celebrity, you know, you see um, Helen Mirren once in a while. Yeah. Or, yes. You know, you'll see Andy McDowell was, was forever. She looks but, great. You know, yeah. Right. And they're so Photoshopped to death. But yeah. It's like, you know, it's not reality based anyway. So what we're really trying to do is show women from all different backgrounds different ethnic backgrounds, different ages, like you said, skin tones, ages, textures, um, because that's really what makes up real life, right? And if we're called beauty for real, then we've got to get freaking real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And yes, we're seeing fashion lines like Lizzo's, you know, Yiddy shapewear line, you know, mm-hmm. and I love how she put six X to small not small to six X and right. You know, good American, um, their campaigns are all real girls size inclusive. They go up to like size 26 on the website in images, you know, like to carry good American, like retailers have to carry the entire line. They can't, you know, so I'm loving this in fashion beauty, like the inclusivity that's going on. You have to see yourself. But I'm more likely to, buy a brand where I can see myself. Yeah. And where you can see like people that Mm -hmm. are all shapes, sizes, you know, all ages. It's really, really beautiful. Um, I think think another, um, another sort of angle of all that too is like when I'm doing my social media posts, you know, I'm talking about application and techniques a lot of the time on TikTok and, you know, I put some of it on Instagram and stuff too, but I never use a filter ever. I love that. I didn't even know how. Technically, <laughs> a little bit challenged, but um, and also in in our photography, we may change like brighten the color a little bit of the image overall, but we're not using any Photoshop to correct mm. things because if you're talking about product, makeup product, and you're wanting to show how the product looks in reality, like this is how it will look on your skin. 
and it's all photoshopped and it's all filtered, then how is that actually helping you? Thank you. That is so real in marketing nowadays and with advertising that, um, that if you're photoshopping your makeup products, that doesn't say a whole lot about the quality and performance of your product now, does it? Totally. I remember, you know, back in the day when I was, I used to work with brands, they were doing mascara shots, mascara Uh campaigns, and they would put lashes on them. Yes. Yes. What is that? (laughs) That's called cheating. Like, yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's so good. Um, Can we talk a little bit about passion projects and like alignment and balance? Because you know, the Badass Ladies Club and then all of our spinoff uh, companies like Badass Retreats and Badass Beauty and all of we're we're really trying hard to balance alignment with like things that we love and we're really passionate about um, and that it's not all just hair or makeup or coaching, but that it's also stuff like retreats and self-care and like really doing things that feel good to us in a passion way. Um, and you do that a lot too with your business because you also do so much work in the equestrian world and like have these really high fueled passions alongside beauty for real, alongside the celebrity makeup artist career, you know, like that you make time for these other things that nourish your soul. And I want to make sure we talk about that. Okay. Well, yeah, I have, I guess the two things that I really love and I'm passionate about, um, in addition to my fabulous husband who's sitting next to me. Clearly. But um, I grew up, I grew up in a farm in Minnesota and I was always into horses, always have been. And then, you know, when I went off to college and started working in beauty, um, kind of fell by the wayside just because I didn't have time and money and all of that to, to, to do it. Uh, let's say 12 years ago, I got reintroduced again and I just always loved them so much and loved horses so much. So now um, I live north of Miami in a, a town called Wellington. Winter time, they, the, it's called the Winter Equestrian and all the Olympians in Olympia equestrian sport come to Wellington all the polo the whole polo scene is there so for four months it is like the top 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 writers in the world you know and you see some really interesting people like for example Bill Gates has a farm there Mm, Steve Jobs' daughter was a rider Bruce Springsteen's daughter just went to the Olympics in Tokyo um you know Michael Bloomberg and you know everything that comes with that so it's it's really an exciting place to be in the wintertime now, you know, summertime, it's a little bit slower because there's still a lot of people there, but it's a little bit slower. But anyway, I have a horse and I'm going to start to compete again. Yes. And horses are very special, magical animals. They, they're they very healing. They have, you know, they're herd animals that are dependent on each other, which means they're dependent on you, which means that you become dependent on them. And there's a whole thing that, that I could go on for three hours talking about that. <laughs> um I just, you know, I love, love, love it. So uh, when I was working a lot more as a makeup artist, let's say like 10, 15 years ago, before I really got more involved in beauty for real, um, I worked a lot with athletes. Um, So Venus Williams, Serena Williams, there were girls in the WNBA, there were professional golfers. And then I did 
work with a lot of men too. So Dwayne Wade, who is our super handsome yes. star for 15 years, you know, he was a, he's a client of mine and his wife, Gab Union. And, um, but then as I got more involved in equestrian again, I started working with a lot of the Olympic athletes who are involved there because they're also doing endorsements and magazines and, you know, all of that. And, um, I, ran across this charity that's called Brook USA and they send people, um, equine care people into really the poorest places in the world where people are still dependent on equine. So it's mostly horses, but also donkeys and mules, you know, for their livelihood. So they're working in mines, like carrying bricks, carrying, carrying things to market, carrying water, plowing fields, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And if the animals can't perform, then the people are often in jeopardy as well. So they send people in to help them learn how to take care of the animals, which, you know, we would probably take for granted knowing that you have to give them water every day. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, But they don't, they don't always know and they don't always know what to feed them from the resources that they have or how to treat wounds and things like that. So anyway, so Brooke does that. So we did a, collection of lip balms um where each color was uh i collaborated with one of their ambassadors who are all these olympic riders and we did nine different shades and a portion of the sales went to brook usa so things like that were really amazing to me because you know my love of horses my love of beauty was a way to really put them both together to work on this passion project which you know was really exciting for me and i had we're going to continue it. I've got new colors coming out. It's a, it's a terrific lip balm, by the way, too. So, um, so anyway, I mean, I think things like that, you've got to be able to, you know, in in this case, it was great because I was able to do the work and the, and the pleasure thing together, but Mm -hmm. you've got to have things that feed your soul in order to maintain that high level of, you know, inspiration and, the, the desire to really want to to do these things, you know, it shouldn't feel like, oh my God, I have to do this. You know, it should feel like, you know, when you wake up in the morning, if you, if you can make it feel where like you want to do it and you can't wait to get going on whatever it is, then that's really what life's about. Right. Absolutely. Love it. I um, did not know about the collaboration uh, with the makeup brand and being able to work with this charitable organization for the horses. I love about just the supporting communities to be able to care for their animals and those animals, like you said, that work so hard for them. Um, that kind of stuff is so powerful. And I know because of the, you know, background that we came from with the Veda and that you worked for as well, like being aligned with companies that give back in ways that are impactful for, you know, other communities. And it just makes you feel good, you know, uh, to yeah, be yeah. in alignment with that. So that's so inspiring to hear that. Um, I love that so much. I also wanted to talk a little bit about this, like high performance frequency that you are operating. And we spoke about it a little mm-hmm. bit earlier with products, but you mentioned, you know, like, you work with so many high-performing athletes and you have throughout your whole career, um, some of these Olympic riders and obviously the Williams sisters. And then, you know, you were working on Tony Robbins. I saw on your Instagram and TikTok a little few weeks back, like, so the high-performing products 
working with these mag, you know, magnificent animals that are at the top of their game and all of these sporting figures and models and like that you are in a high frequency zone in a lot of different areas. And that says something to me, you know, about being able to live at that space in so many different areas of your life. Like that's coming from you. Right. Well, and I think, excuse me, I think that like, there's a lot to say for, you know, Leslie, you could surround yourself with people where like, you're the top, you know, and you, I think like, whether it's in beauty or your clients or your passion projects, you're surrounding yourself with people or animals or products that like your, um, vibrating at a, you know, like Laurie was saying, like at a higher level with rather than being like, well, I'm already here. Everyone else learned from me. I have the answers to everything, Yeah, you know? It's easy to get complacent, I guess, is what I'm saying. When you've operated at the level that you have been for so many decades now. And so it's inspiring to me to like connect all of these threads and be like, oh, this is just how Leslie rolls, right? right? And that all of these things are a reflection of that. And because we study so much about energy and frequency and vibration and a lot of the workshops and the retreats that we do are centered around how to help people harness that and, you know, kind of tune it to create the world that they want to live in. Um, you guys make sure that you're following Leslie because she's such a good example of exactly what we teach in so many of our programs. Yes. Do you have guys? That's, that's my, sometimes don't even think about it, but not when I do think about it, I guess, you know, I'm always inspired by people who, you know, I don't know, I think back in the days when I would go shoot commercials with with um, Dwayne, who was, you know, really, really incredible. He's an incredible human being, but an incredible athlete as well. And the things that he's accomplished in his life and where he came from, you know, he's one of my favorite people and truly a strong inspiration. So I like to talk about him, but, you know, he came from the poorest place in Chicago with the worst upbringing, you know, his mom was, was, uh, the police would come to their house all the time. And here's this little kid, you know, who just figured out he could be an athlete and and had some help from people to learn how to play basketball. And then, you know, went to Marquette and excelled in the biggest way. And then, you know, went pro and won three championships. And so that was what he was determined he was going to do. And, you know, if you follow him now, you know, he's got, he's got his kids, his daughters his, was, you know, was his son who's now trans mm-hmm. and, you know, she's amazing and beautiful. And, you know, he's got all these businesses going and he gives so much back to the community and it's just such a superstar. So, um, you know, he's someone that I really connected with because not only is he um, at the highest level within what he did professionally as a sports person but he's also incredible as a person yeah you know like everywhere you go you can see he's like beaming at everyone he is inclusive of everyone he's always trying to you know spread love to everybody and he's always you know and I was with him for 15 years and I never saw him behave towards anyone any way other than that so good I think that that's really an inspiration and you know what it's an interesting thing because the people that I've met you know, recently, and I think it's, I think, you know, somewhat now as I'm maybe getting older and wiser, I'm realizing that, 
you know, when I met you, like you mentioned Tony Robbins. So I went to his house a couple of times now. The first time that I went, I'd been listening to Tony Robbins. I read his books and all that. And, you know, he's obviously truly inspiring. And then I, I was going there. I'm like, oh, I hope that he's not, not going to be disappointed. Right. Him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How terrible would that and, be? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the worst. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And you know what? He was like the coolest guy, like super down to earth, really genuinely nice, very um, like when you'd speak to him, he'd really listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a million people around and a lot going on. And yet he was attentive and, and you know, ask you a question, actually listen to the answer. Um, and there was such an energy around him that you could feel like mean, you could I, I felt that energy of someone who is, you know, he's practically otherworldly. Really, yes, is. yeah, for yeah. real. Um, and I was telling him, I come from actually that's the day I come from doing a shoot with this girl who was a I don't know how many times she's gone to the Olympics as a uh, uh, equestrian, a jumper. Mm. Her name is Laura Crowd, and she's now sixty years old. I think she's maybe maybe in her late fifties. And she just won another medal in Tokyo. So she had like just won. And I'm at her house and we're doing this magazine shoot. And I'm, you know, talking to her about how fabulous she is. And she's the coolest person, woman on the planet, right? And I said, I'm going to go now to Tony Robbins. And she's like, oh my God, I love Tony Robbins. And she tells me this story about how when she was really young, like a teenager, maybe in her 20s, when she grew up, you know, without a lot of money and, you know, she was busting her butt trying to be a really great um, horse trainer and a jumper. She was doing really well. And someone from the Olympic committee came to her and said, look, we'd really like you to start to train and start thinking about becoming, you know, on the Olympic team. And of course she was like in shock, but she really didn't even know what that meant exactly. You know, like, where do you have to travel? What do you have to do? You know, how do you even become that? So they started to kind of groom her for it, which meant she had to go to all these shows and do all this stuff. And there was a whole required thing for her to be able to potentially be in the position to try out for the team. And she's doing all this and she realizes like, oh my God, this is so much. And I really need to get my brain together because this is way beyond where her experience had been before. Mm-hmm. So she bought Tony Robbins' book. I think, I don't remember what his first book was, but it was one of his first ones. And she said she brought it over and over and over and over again. And she pulled out certain things, you know, certain like Mm -hmm. things about developing your confidence and, you know, developing. So anyway, she said, I just want you to tell him that he got me to my first Olympic team. And I've been thinking about him ever since. Oh, wow. so I told him the story and he actually like really sat there listening to me and he goes, Oh my God, that's so great. That is such a wonderful story. And he almost had tears in his eyes. Now, you know, he hears that every single day. Yeah. Five right. <laughs> and then he was like, to make sure to give me her name, give my, you know, my assistant her name so that I can send her a note and invite oh. her to come to one of my events. So there's somebody else who's like, you know, like, who has obviously this incredible power as a professional, but who's also such a great human. Yeah. And those things don't, I don't think that they happen by mistake. I mean, Mm -mm. you know, it's all connected. We're all connected. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that you attract the opportunities that are like a reflection of the energy that you're putting out. And that that is so obvious when you hang out with people who are also doing the same thing, you know, Uh, but still. Tony Robbins is like epic level vibrational well, energy, he, you know, <laughs> Tony Robbins has, um, really it's what kickstarted mine and Laurie's healing totally, journey before yeah. we even knew that we were on a healing journey. And so we've been to unleash the power within twice. We've mm-hmm. walked on fire. We did the whole Tony Robbins yeah. thing, read the books. Yeah. I've got the audio tape. Yeah. yeah like the whole we, thing. We've done it all. And, um, I, uh, I have him to thank so much for, mm-hmm my growth and both as a hairstylist, beauty professional, and mostly human being, it's just been incredible. But I think your examples of Tony Robbins and Dwayne Wade, um, it just goes to show like that we shouldn't be afraid of talking about success and money Mm -hmm. because really those things just amplify the kind of person you are. And you know, we're raised to like, um, you know, maybe that money is bad. And I know we're not like, this isn't a money episode, no, but, I'm but just it's saying, real, like, yeah. at the level that these people are performing, they got a lot of money. Right. And, you know, so many people are afraid of that money or success, or it's rude to talk about that mm-hmm. kind of money. And like, it's, you know, not very humble of you to talk about that success. And I'm like, I'm here for it all. I want you to talk about your money. I want you to talk about your success because, you know, I learn so much and it just amplifies the kind of person you are. If you're a shitty person with money, you're going to be a shitty person with money. Right. But if you're an amazing human being, that's helping other human beings with money and all that success, then that's just what you're going to do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's totally true because if you're not, if you don't have your own abundance, how can you possibly give back abundance? Yeah. Right. I love this, uh, idea of like abundance. And especially when you're talking about like, I have experienced and had to break through this idea that if I made too much money or I became too successful, that that was going to change me somehow, you know? And so I resisted (laughs) it for so long until, yeah, like I started to embrace this shift where I saw and started to pay attention to successful, wealthy people who were also quality humans, you know? And then you find what you're looking for, you know, like the more that you see that and recognize it, the more it starts to reflect itself back to you. Um, and I always love hearing the story, like you mentioned with Tony and you telling him about the client you had that was reading his books, because on a micro level, anytime somebody sends me a text and is like, Hey, I listened to this episode and it really hit me in this spot. And it Mm -hmm. helped me because of this, like, I'm actually a basket case when right. I get those texts. Like it All makes, in the <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't matter um, how much work it is to do a podcast. Like it makes me want to keep coming back and podcasting because to help anyone at any level at any time is, especially with work that you've put out, you know, like you said, his book was a book he wrote a long time ago and that your work is able to stand up and people can listen to it or read it or accept it at different times like helping each other and giving back is yeah. why you get into a role like that. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Leslie, yep. I am inspired by, sure. yeah. So inspired by everything that you're doing. Um, before we wrap up, I want to talk for just a minute about your TikTok because <laughs> um, one of the things that I love so much that's going on online is all of the makeup work, you know, like it's changed the game in makeup that we can make videos and show people like how we're doing our faces or how we're working on our clients. But your TikTok and watching you do your own makeup 
is so like warm fuzzy for me because first of all, you're getting on there in like lighting and right face in the camera, you know, and you're like, look at me world. This is what I look like without makeup and check out how easily and quickly I can enhance my own look with these products. I could watch you do your own makeup on TikTok all day. Like talk about the evolution of you getting into that game because TikTok's kind of intimidating. Like we're still getting still our figuring it feet out. under us where that's concerned. <laughs> Well, you know what? It kind of it kind of happened by happenstance, let's say. So, you know, I have a, a woman who helps me with marketing, and she kept telling me, you have to go on TikTok, but not on your beauty for real, under you, with your name, right? Mm -hmm. Just you, and talk about tips and tricks about doing makeup. And I'm like, okay. So I thought, oh boy, here we go with another social media thing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then I started doing it. I had some help. I have a guy who helps me do the like the editing and the posting part of it because as I said I'm technically challenged yeah. so I'll create the videos and then I send them to him and he he you know cuts some of the little bits so that they don't get too long or you know things like that and then and then he puts them up but it's been really fun because they've been you know some of them have been surprisingly viral accepted. like yeah I one that has Two and a half million views. Oh my yeah. God, like, Leslie. That's what I mean. What? Yeah. Yeah. And so TikTok is, it's a different animal. I thought it was really fun. You know, I like it more, more, you know, Facebook is really great because you really connect with people. You feel like you really know, which I love that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people like you, Lauren, yeah. probably where we first saw each other. Because Absolutely. People that you've known for a long time. You know, I see my mom on there. So it's, it's like that kind of personal. And Instagram can be kind of fun because it's fast moving. You see pictures and that's all good. But TikTok is a whole different animal um, because, you know, in the other two, you have to have a lot of followers to ever get a lot of views. Mm -hmm. Whereas with TikTok, it, I mean, that was maybe a week. I've been doing it for a week. I had, you know, 10 followers and all of a sudden two and a half million people saw the post. Yes. So it's really an interesting thing. And, you know, kind of what we're really wanting to do there is, you know, what I'm wanting to do is just show techniques, you know, that I've been doing now for more than 35 years. And Laura, you're pro you guys are probably, you guys are both in beauty, so you probably would agree with me that sometimes it's amazing to me, you know, when you're, when you're good at something, whether it's you're a great accountant or you're a great cook or whatever it is, you you don't you take for granted and you don't really understand that other people don't understand it or are not that good at it yes. or it's just not their it's not their jam. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm you know do things where I'm going now this is the easiest thing in the world. Everybody has got to get this right, and then you do it, and yeah, people who are into makeup know how to do it and do it. But there's a whole world of other people who don't know how to do it or have never done it or have never heard about that technique or you know that you show they're like wow this is this is great this is really healthy this has made it amazing for me so i'm kind of wanting to sort of demystify if you will because i feel like there's so much education on social whether it's youtube or instagram or tiktok wherever you're looking at it but it's you know really over the top stuff and it looks beautiful maybe in a video and it's very dramatic and it can get really creative and fun and funky and, and i'm not downplaying all that at all but that doesn't really help so much the average woman who just wants to put, you know, some 
tinted moisturizer, some mascara yeah. and a lip gloss on it. What's the best way to do that? Or how, what's the best way to choose a color? Or, you know, things like that. So when it gets too dramatic and over the top and too many products involved where you've got, you know, three different setting powders and a, a mascara primer and a, you know, three, then three different masks. It's like, who's going to do that yeah, in right. real life? Yeah. You know, so let's make it quick and easy. And also I, I dress a lot, you know, those of us who are no longer um, in our 20s, 30s, you know, what's good for mature skin. And, you know, Beauty for Real's products really, there are makeup brands, like I said, where you're starting to see product that is, they're using more mature models in their imagery and they're, you know, on social or their, you know, their marketing that they put out, but that the formulation is not necessarily you know, formulated for mature skin. Right. So yeah, they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon by saying, oh, we're, you know, grabbing a mature model and putting her on their stuff, but it's still the same formula. Whereas I, ours right. was really designed and with that in mind, like MVP is really great. I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, Laura, you can give it to your 20 year old, yes. you know, your niece who's 20 or your mom, who's, you know, mm -hmm. one of our favorite, our, our probably most, well-received um, things that we ever put out on social was a, a picture of my mom, who's 90, and then my sister and I, who are in our 60s, and my niece, who at the time was, I don't know, 35 or so, and then her little baby, her daughter. Mm. And there was a picture of all four of us, or five of us together, and people love that. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, beauty comes in all sizes and all ages and all yeah. colors and all of that. So why are we excluding, you know, a big part of the population? So that's kind of what the TikTok is about too. So awesome. Love it. Well, on this note, like I said, make sure you're following Leslie on TikTok. We're going to have all the links in the episode notes to Beauty For Real and what's going on on her social media pages. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for being one of the quality humans that we keep talking about. Um, you're doing great things in the world and it's inspiring for us and for so many people to watch you do it. We're loving doing this podcast with you. We'll have to do a 2.0 episode soon and hear about what's changing in your world. I would love to. You know what? I've got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I think about it. It's like, because I listen to podcasts all the time. And I'm thinking, can I really talk for that long? But apparently I can. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah always. And I appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, for this sure. This was really great. I mean, I appreciate it. And, and it was so good to good to meet you, Jessica. And great to see you, Lori. And um, let me know if there's anything I can I can do and help you with. That you, you know that we will. <laughs> All right, badasses. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to the Badass Ladies Club. Take care of yourself. Do good work in the world. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.